If you've ever shopped on Amazon, and who hasn't, you might have noticed that there are literally millions of different sellers using this platform to make money. But how do they do it? It can seem really overwhelming. Well, today's guest is here to share all the details of how he and his wife built a seven-figure business using Amazon. So stick around. Welcome to the Side Hustle Teachers Podcast. I'm Stacey Ogden, self-taught entrepreneur and founder of Side Hustle Teachers. It's my mission to help teachers like you make more money, follow your passions, whether they're education-related or not, and give you the confidence to know that teaching is just one of many career options you have. So if you're an educator who is struggling financially, feeling stuck, and not sure that you can handle being a teacher for another 10, 20, or 30 years, you, my friend, have come to the right place. This is Side Hustle Teachers. Well, hey, and welcome to Side Hustle Teachers. I'm Stacey Ogden, your host, and today we are talking about Amazon FBA. Now, if you've ever heard this term before and wondered what the heck does that mean, don't worry, we're going to explain everything. First and foremost, FBA stands for Fulfilled by Amazon. And what that means is that the products are purchased and sold by independent sellers, but they're held in Amazon warehouses for distribution. Now, there are several ways to manage your Amazon FBA account, but the two biggest are what's known as white labeling and retail arbitrage. Now, white labeling is when you purchase a new product from a supplier, such as Alibaba, and sell that product on Amazon. Retail arbitrage is what today's guest specializes in, and that's buying products from retail sellers at steep, steep discounts and then reselling them on Amazon for a profit. Now, before we jump in with Nate Jackson, today's guest, I want to take a minute to invite you to join the Side Hustle Teachers Facebook group. If you're not already a member of this community of nearly 6,000 teachers, you need to come on over and join us because there's lots of discussions, there's lots of questions and comments and ideas that pop up in this group on the regular. So if you are looking to build or grow a side hustle, this is the Facebook group for you. So just search up Side Hustle Teachers on Facebook and you'll join the private group today. Just make sure you answer the questions so I know that you're a real person. Okay, now we're gonna dive in with today's guest, Nate Jackson. Nate and his wife, Alicia, are former teachers turned seven-figure Amazon sellers. They started their business on Amazon nearly four years ago with just $100 flipping everyday things that they were finding at Walmart and Target. They were working full-time as teachers while they were trying to grow their empire on the side. And in their first year, they sold over $180,000. And from that point on, they were hooked. They are commonly referred to as the bra people because they have sold more Kohl's bras on Amazon than their entire house is worth. Their end goal was to stop teaching so that they could be stay-at-home foster parents. But 
They never lost that teaching bug. So now, instead of teaching in the classroom, they spend their days growing a community of Amazon sellers and teaching other people how they can get out of debt, quit their jobs, and live financially free lives with their families. And today, Nate is here with us sharing their story and some tips for you if you are interested in getting started with retail arbitrage on Amazon. Let's dig in. So Nate, thank you so much for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me, Stacy. So before we jump into all the good stuff, and I know you have a lot of good stuff because I've heard you on other podcasts before, <laughs> how did you get started? What do you do? And, you know, the whole intro to neatness. Yeah, yeah. So um, a bit about our story. My wife and I were teachers. Uh, she taught second grade. I, I was elementary music at the same school, so that was nice. So yeah, we were teachers here in Florida. Now, unfortunately, my heart goes out to Florida teachers because you don't get raises here and you don't really hardly make a livable wage. Uh, and we were looking at starting a family. We wanted to have kids. And when we were running the numbers, we realized that if my wife stopped working and if we had two kids, we would actually qualify for food stamps as me just as a public school teacher, which is that's ridiculous. That's, yeah. that's like not acceptable. That's a whole different conversation. I can't change how that works, but I can change my own finances. So we're like, okay, we have to do something on the side. We have to do something that brings in more money. Um, and so I, I looked in all sorts of different places and I eventually found this article talking about selling things on Amazon. It's like, oh, that's interesting. Um, and now there's a bunch of different methods to selling on Amazon. I think that's, that's a part that really gets people confused. A lot of people see like advertisements for starting an Amazon business. And most of those advertisements are for something called private labeling. That would be where you create your own product. So let's say you want to sell speakers. I would brand this as like the Nate branded speakers. I would find a manufacturer in China. I would order like $10,000 worth of these units and I would try to build a list of units. It's high reward, but very high risk because all your money is in one product. Now, when I was researching, I figured out there's other methods to selling on Amazon, one of which is called arbitrage, um, which is basically you buy it from cheap in place A and you sell it for a little bit more at place B. And you can do that from like Walmart, from Kohl's, from Target, all these stores. So instead of buying $10,000 of the Nate branded speakers, I can buy one Logitech speaker for $10 from Walmart. And then assuming that it's profitable, sell it for maybe $20 on Amazon or $30 on Amazon. It's a much lower risk point because I'm only buying one product or I'm buying one of a hundred different things instead of a hundred of one thing. So that's sort of, that intrigued me a lot. Um, It was also very interesting because with Amazon, they have, they call it their FBA program. Now at the time, again, we were teachers um, and we lived in a tiny little, it was like a 700 square foot apartment, a very small apartment. Um, so no we room like, for $10,000 worth of speakers. Exactly. It's like, we yes. can't store stuff. I can't do like, we thought about like doing eBay. It's like, but I can't store it. We have no storage space. I don't have time to fulfill these orders. Like I'm working all day. Right. So with Amazon's FBA program, which is fulfilled by Amazon, basically instead of me housing my own products and then shipping out the individual things, I ship everything in like a, one giant box, for example, I could ship one of this and one mouse and one stuffed animal and one whatever else, put it all in one giant box, send it all to the Amazon warehouse. And then as customers order uh, those products, Amazon themselves will fulfill it. So I didn't have to fulfill the individual orders. It cut down my time a lot. We didn't really have to store anything. We would store it for like the day. Like I would get home from the store and obviously I'd have my things, but I'd pack it all up into one big box, send it off to Amazon the next day. So that's really what intrigued 
us about Amazon. My wife, Alicia, was super skeptical the whole time. Like, I don't think people are going to buy. Like, you can't sell this Logitech speaker for $30 on Amazon. They could just buy it for $10 from Walmart. But it does work. Yeah. (laughs) Um, For a number of reasons. One, people want convenience. They don't want to drive to Walmart and find it. Two, consumers aren't all that educated all the time. A lot of people don't know that they can get this at Walmart for $10. Um, now I'm, I don't think this is actually, <laughs> I'm using this as my like pseudo example. You probably can't sell this for $30 on Amazon, but just as an example. Yeah. She was very skeptical. I was like, all right, listen, let me just use like a hundred bucks, which for us, that was our date night money for like two months. That was all of our extra money uh, that we could possibly scrounge you that we had a lot of debt and we were not making very much money. So it's like, let me just, let me take a hundred dollars. And if this fails, then whatever, we'll be out a hundred bucks. We'll be out a couple date nights, but if it works, I'll just keep flipping that hundred dollars back into the business. I'm not going to pay myself anything. And so we took that hundred dollars and I bought a bunch of different things and it started working. We're like, mm-hmm. okay, okay. This, this might be something. And then I didn't pay myself anything. We, we took a hundred and we turned it into about 200 in uh, a couple weeks. So then I took 200 and bought more product. And then I turned that 200 into 400 and four into eight and eight and so on and so on and so on. And we just kept rolling our profits back in. In our first year on Amazon, we actually sold, starting with $100, we sold $180,000 worth of product. Now everyone's always like, oh, but that's total sales. What's your net profit? Our net profit on average was about 25% just to give people like a frame of reference. But again, Right. Like I put in a ton of work. This is me like going to like Walmart or Kohl's or Target or wherever else every single night. Like I'd work basically seven to seven. I mean, if you guys are teachers, you know, it's not a nine to five job. This is like, you work a lot of hours as a teacher. So we're like seven to seven is, is for our day job teaching. And then I'd go for maybe two hours every single night shopping. And then all day Saturday, all day Sunday, I would be packing stuff up, putting it in the box and shipping it out to Amazon. And then all during the week, we'd be selling that stuff. And so it, it really exploded for us. We didn't take out any profits until it was like, okay, I think this can actually not just be a side income, but this could replace our day job. So once we did get to that point, we, we both quit teaching at the same time and we just started paying ourselves the same amount that we were making as like a dual income teacher salary. But now my mm-hmm. wife mostly just uh, takes care of our kids now, which we have two kids <laughs> since <laughs> we don't, we don't have to rely on that teacher income anymore. So yeah, we, uh, we started fostering. We actually adopted our two kids uh, this past April. So oh, that's great. super blessed there, but yeah, that's sort of our, our story in a little nutshell. Yeah. So, wow. That's, <laughs> that- <laughs> that's like one of those things you hear on like an internet ad and you're like, yeah, all right. So that works for that guy. So how do you, how do you pick products? Yeah. So with apps on your phone, so there's like the Amazon seller app, you can't get it until you actually have an Amazon seller account. So you can't just like download this app and start practicing. You actually have to set up an Amazon account and then you can download um, their seller app with the Amazon seller app. You can go to a store and just start scanning the barcodes. So this item, for example, I mean, I can even do this on this call. You scan barcodes and it will tell you what it's selling for on Amazon. It will tell you the sales rank, which is sort of like how, if this item is actually selling, how fast it's selling. Um, It'll show you reviews. It will show you all of the fees involved. So this item, for example, I see it selling on Amazon for $23.74. It has a very good sales rank and there's actually only four people selling it. So overall, if I could get this cheap enough, this could be good. If I got this for $10, I actually would make a little bit of profit. 
So <laughs> this actually could be something. I don't know how much we spent on this, but if this was $10, this could be a decent product. I would make about, after all the fees and everything, I would make about 20% ROI on that, which not fantastic, but that's a little bit of money. That's $2. Right. Um, you multiply that, you do that a hundred times and now you're making $200. So yeah, that's, it's all data driven. I don't have to really think about it. I think that's one of the problems we had at the beginning. I was always going to stores and I was trying to think, okay, what do people want to buy? What if I was a customer, what would I want to buy? And that's the wrong kind of question. It's a very numbers driven thing, which is great. Like I'm, I'm a big math guy. I, I mean, I taught music, but music and math are kind of the same, yeah. but big math guy. And it's like, I don't have to think about what products people want to buy. Like we have sold, I don't know, like jelly bean flavored unicorn poop. Like it, there are weird things that we have sold. And it's like, I would never buy this. Or another one, we sold a like really niche book, sometimes do really well. So we sold a mushroom hunting guidebook like people who like go into forests and do mushroom we sold a mushroom hunting guidebook for 115 dollars that we bought at goodwill for 50 cents so it's like take your own brain out of it i never would have thought that that would sell but i take my own brain out of it and i just scan 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 once the numbers line up then i buy it there's not really a whole lot of guesswork there's a small amount of risk, but because of how we do this we're buying one of a hundred different things Mm -hmm. that small amount of risk is basically completely mitigated because even if this one item doesn't sell these nine other other items will sell right so even if you have something that doesn't necessarily make a profit or Mm -hmm. you know i hear about when i'm talking about fba i hear people talking about the race to the bottom when it comes to pricing Uh because it's a a saturated market so Uh something like that where you know there's so many people trying to sell the same thing and somebody comes in and undercuts you and yeah and that's i mean that's definitely something that happens two ways again to battle that again, like we're going very wide. So if that happens to one of your products, you've got other products to make up for it. We also, we usually only buy things where I'm getting at least a hundred percent ROI return on my investment. So if I'm spending $10, I want to make an additional $10 on top of it. So doubling my money because that's our initial goal. If the price does tank, it can tank a long ways before we're not at all profitable. Even if this item tanks lower, 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 I still might make a dollar, two, three, four dollars on it, even after it has tanked. So we sort of build in that buffer because we assume other people are going to find the same item. And now that's with clearance items. I think like the, they call it the race to the bottom or, or prices yeah. tanking. That's very common with things like clearance toys from Walmart or Target, because usually that's countrywide. Everyone and their grandma can go to Target. Everyone and their grandma can scan this toy and it's being clearanced out nationwide. And so that's when you see like historically, and there's, there's so much data that you can look into this, but I can see like historically, maybe there's 10 sellers, 10 sellers, 10 sellers. And then last week, now there's 150 sellers. (laughs) Well, the laws of supply and demand tell me that, okay, if there's 150 sellers now, the price is going to drop. So maybe I'll avoid that item or maybe I need to just build in an extra buffer. Maybe it needs to be like 150 or 200% ROI for this to be an okay buy. I don't want to get in like too much into the nitty gritty details and go over (laughs) people's heads, but, but yeah. (laughs) But basically because you're not, you're not really niching into a single product, you're just looking at the data. And Mm -hmm. as I understand, you started with bras. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's really interesting. We didn't technically start with bras, but bras was very much like the catalyst to our success. So again, back when we first started, I was starting with a hundred dollars and I was flipping that and flipping that and flipping that. And that was going great. We eventually hit this point though. It was a good problem to have, but it was a problem that I did not have enough time in the day to spend my money. I was still going to Walmart and I was trying to find clearance items. and I was trying to find things at hundred percent ROI. 
And on a good day, like a good day, maybe I could find $300 in profit from a Walmart. But like that, that just was not enough. I needed to spend much more than I need to spend $1,000 in a day or $2,000 in a day. And it just, it was not working at Walmart. Now Walmart is great. I, and I still go to Walmart, but we were looking for someplace like I need to go to a store. I need to be able to get off of work and spend $1,000 and be done with it. And so, which is which not is, something the ordinary a, teacher says. It's a funny problem to have, but it's a problem <laughs> as you're growing your business. And so that's when we found bras at Kohl's. Now, Kohl's, and this is very funny. Like I, I tell people my claim to fame, like I have spent more money on bras as a six foot two guy than I have on my house. And I've made more than double that. <laughs> so, so yeah, so I found Kohl's, I found bras. And the great thing about bras, there's a couple of things that we really like about it. But first off, when you are a beginning Amazon seller, there's a lot of restrictions on Amazon. There's a lot of things that you can't sell. So like this example, if someone is, is watching or listening to this, they probably cannot sell this Logitech speaker as a beginning seller. It's probably restricted or gated for them. Clothing, however, is not a restricted category. And most of the bra brands that Kohl's carries are not restricted brands. So now you can't sell things like Nike or Adidas as a beginning seller. But there's a lot of brands that you can sell, like all the everyday things, Maiden Form and Olga and Vanity Fair and, and things like, like bras that everyone knows. Every, I mean, well, <laughs> all the women <laughs> know these brands. <laughs> but yeah, it's very everyday things. Everybody needs them. Everybody buys them. Most people already know exactly what they're looking for. I know there's a lot of people who ask us, like, do people really order bras online? Like, how do they know their size? How do they know this? Oftentimes, you're not necessarily like shopping for a, a new thing uh, as far as like undergarments you already know what you want. You already have what you want. You just need to get it again. And so then you go to Amazon, you order the exact same thing again. So yeah, a lot of people buy bras from Amazon and there's not a whole lot of restrictions from Kohl's. Now we've sort of mastered the whole like Kohl's couponing thing. So when a lot of people go to Kohl's and they're like, oh, Kohl's is so expensive. How do you, how do you make profit here? It's all about like the coupon stacking. So if you see something on clearance, let's say it's originally $40 and then it says it's on clearance for $20. I'm not paying $20. I'm usually paying like $8 um, <laughs> as just the way that I'm stacking everything uh, with like the percent offs and the Kohl's cash and the yes to you rewards and the 10 off of 40 if they have those kinds of sales and the credit card rewards and the, there's all sorts of different, there's like eight different layers of discounts that I'm stacking on every single one of my purchases. So it's more like the, the more advanced, <laughs> I don't want to, again, yeah. don't want to get too like deep and go over people's heads, but there's a lot of ways that you can stack coupons. The bras are very easy to find at Kohl's. It's like we actually, so we started a Facebook group for Amazon sellers. I felt like there wasn't really a, a positive Facebook group. And it's, I mean, you know, you guys know how Facebook is. Facebook in general tends to get very negative, especially in today's climate. Yeah. And so we're like, you know, we just, I'm really tired of seeing like all this negativity. I just want some like positive place where Amazon business owners can go. And so we started making that. And we always talk about bras there because we're like, this is such an easy place for people to start. There's no restrictions. It's very simple and straightforward. You can get your easy wins. It's maybe not something to like base your entire business around, um, but it's such an easy place to get some easy wins. So yeah, so we, we really enjoyed bras, sold more bras than our house, bought more bras than our house is worth. <laughs> Um, we'll actually, we'll walk into stores like, um, like Ross or TJ Maxx or Burlington Coat Factory, and we'll hear them like over their little walkie talkie radios, like the bra guy's here. (laughs) 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 So yeah, around Orlando, I'm known as the bra guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. And so when you list, cause to go back to the app that you mentioned, cause I think that would be a super helpful thing for people to have and you get, you have to have an FBA account. Is that the paid 
FBA account, so you have to be paying so, the 40 bucks a month? That's a great question. So there are, yeah, there's two different accounts that you can have on Amazon. So there's the individual Amazon account and then the professional or the business account. You are allowed to get the app with either version. Now, the individual one is completely free. The business one costs about $40 a month. There's two main differences. For the individual one, Amazon is going to charge you $1 per sale. So basically, if you think that you are going to be buying less than 40 items during a month, you should probably get the individual one. If you think you're going to be diving in headfirst and you want to make this work, just get the professional one because it's going to be cheaper. Also, with the individual one, you won't officially be allowed to get ungated or unrestricted in any items with a professional account. You can start going through the process of like asking for approval for things like this Logitech speaker that I just held up. So those are the main differences. You can get that app and you can start doing things with the free version. Absolutely. Get your toes wet. Amazon's a little bit sneaky with this. They really try to push you into the paid account. They actively make it difficult to open the free account. So when you go to, so it's sellercentral.amazon.com. When you go to that homepage, don't click any of the top first buttons. You have to scroll down like two and a half pages. And then there's this really tiny, like in fine print, do you just have a few things to sell? Open an individual account. And it's like this really small, like eight point <laughs> font. Everything else is massive. There's a little small eight point font, like right there at the bottom. Um, so you will have to click on that. Even then, sometimes they try to push you into the professional account. And after a certain point, it's impossible to backtrack which is again, really frustrating. They sort of like sneak you into it, but you can always open a support ticket. So if you can't open the individual account, if you mess up somehow immediately, like after you get your professional account up and running, open a support ticket and say that like, you didn't actually want the professional account, please downgrade me and they'll downgrade you. No problem. We actually had a friend who, who uh, we were showing how to do this and we were saying, okay, yeah, go online, open one up. He's like, oh, you know, I think I did this a while ago. And we go in and apparently he had had a professional account for the last two years and had never once used it. He was paying $40 a month for two years. I was like, open a support ticket. They're usually really, really good about this. So he did support refunded him immediately. Like five minutes later, they refunded him two years worth of the professional account fees. Um, And that was his starting budget. He's like, whoa, dude, you just got me like $800 to start this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So that's really good to know that you can get that app with the free account because Mm -hmm. it's not, you know, 40 bucks a month is, is a tough thing for a lot lot, of teachers to swallow. Especially like if you're starting with a hundred, like we were, you can't pay $40 a month and start with a hundred dollars. You have to use all of your money for inventory. It's an inventory business. Right. So did you start with the individual account? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Uh, now we upgraded very shortly after because it was like, oh, I'm going to sell a lot more than 40 items uh, like right off the bat. And so right. it's going to be cheaper for me to upgrade. Okay. Wow. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. And I think to go along with that trap that people get into is they try to like buy every professional thing. They try to buy every tool. They try to buy this, buy that, buy that. But again, like it's an inventory based business. If, if you're spending all your money on your tools, it's like, it's like, think of it like you're building a house don't go out and buy a crane to build a house. If it means you don't have money for wood and nails, like you have to have money for wood and nails to build your house. Don't go out and buy this million dollar crane. Yes, it will help. Yes, it's awesome. But you have to buy your wood and nails first. Um, So get your inventory. And then once you start doing stuff, you'll build the capital to buy the tools, to buy the things that you need. Yeah. So now when you first started about how much time, where you spent, like when you just had a hundred bucks to spend. Yeah. So now a hundred bucks was a little bit different because that was like, like one trip. Like I tried it out. Like the very first time I was like, okay, I'm spending like two hours trying this out. We'll see how it goes. Once I was actually sort of 
like in the thick of it while we were in that first year, the growth phase, I would say two hours every weekday. So there's like 10 hours Monday through Friday and then probably like eight hours. Now, again, like I was trying to build something because I actively wanted my wife to quit her job and for us to like build an empire. So that it, I wasn't trying to have a side income. I was trying to build a business right. um, and there's a differentiator there. Um, so for me, I was doing two hours every weeknight and then like 10 ish hours, Saturday, 10 ish hours on Sunday to like ship everything out or do bigger sourcing trips. Um, so I, and that's a lot of time. That's like 30 hours a week on top of my teaching job. Right. Now, because of that, we sold 180,000. Like it's, it was not easy, but I do think it's very simple. I think there's, um, there's a difference between something being easy and something mm-hmm. being simple. Yeah. I don't think Amazon is easy. I do think Amazon is simple. Um, it's a very like repeatable path that i mean it's still pop like we talk to people every day that we're showing how to do this and right like, oh yeah like people who started a month ago and they've sold five thousand dollars like that's crazy and it's still very possible it's hard work but it, it's simple work um once yeah. once you understand the basics now do you still do like the bra thing or do you like yeah you completely 70, diversified now 70 percent of our inventory is still clothing so like bras and pants still make up 70 percent of our inventory and we've sold over like we're seven figure sellers <laughs> we are way past the million dollar mark um as far as our business goes and we've been doing this about three and a half years um so yeah we still do a lot of clothing we still go to kohl's we still buy the same stuff that like we say yeah you guys should try this too it's still the same now. Yeah. We're, we're also diversified. Like we've, because we're established sellers, I can sell things like Nike and Adidas and Under Armour and things like that. So I'm going to outlet stores and doing that and I can sell electronics and I can sell makeup and beauty products and I can sell topicals and I can sell grocery and toys and things like that. So we sell a lot of different things. Um, but yeah, still 70% of what I sell is still bras and pants and in the clothing category. So when you go into a store and you're looking for something that's a hundred percent ROI. So if I'm uh-huh. looking at the app and I'm looking at, you know, what the price is, how much it can sell for, you know what your fees are. Are there any fees associated with the with the professional account? Yeah, so on average it, it will vary, but just as a general rule of thumb, Amazon will take about a 30% cut of whatever whatever you sell on Amazon. Think about it like Amazon's going to take about a 30% cut. And there's lots of different fees for different things, but if you lump them all together, it's about 30%. So like your your cost of shipping an item to Amazon, it's a little bit. It's it's like 50 cents per pound on average is, is your cost to ship it to them. And then they have their fulfillment fees and their packing fees and their whatever fees. Like there's there's lots of little things, but lump it all together, it's about 30%. So usually what we tell people as like a good general rule of thumb is follow the 3x rule. So if you buy something for $10, you want to sell it for about $30 because so your your cost of good is 10, your Amazon fees is 10, and then your profit would be 10. So that's 100% okay. ROI. Okay, so if they're at the store and they're scanning something in and they see that they can sell it for about 3 times what they can buy it for, that's mm-hmm. basically That's usually a, a pretty good indicator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Not always, but yeah, that's a good rule of thumb. Yeah. So, and the, the app I, gives you a ton of data, right? It gives you the information yeah, about the, like, the seller app, how many you can people see, are selling it. You can see how many people are selling it. It shows you the fees. Like there's no surprises here. Like if someone's like, oh yeah, I bought all this stuff, but then I didn't know there was all these fees involved. Then they didn't do things correctly because it tells you everything up front. There's no like surprises like, oh, they got me, dang it. <laughs> um, no, it, it tells you all the fees right up front. So if you're doing your math correctly, then 
you'll be profitable. If you're doing your math incorrectly, then you won't be. Um, but yeah, so it shows you all the fees. It shows you the, the current, um, they call it the buy box price. So that's mm-hmm. like, if you're on Amazon, let's, let's say you look up these Logitech speakers right now on Amazon and I want to buy them and I click that buy it now button. That's the person who owns the buy box is the person who will get credited the sale when me as a customer clicks that buy it now button. And that's where most of your sales come from. So um, the buy box price is usually the lowest run, the lowest price. So yeah, so you can see who's in the buy box. You can see if Amazon is selling it, you can see the number of reviews it has. You can see the, the sales rank and all these things go into identifying, is this product actually selling? I think another, another big problem that people have is that they'll think something is profitable because they look at the price first. They see, oh, I'm buying this for 10 and I can sell it for 30. Perfect, this is a good buy. But that's actually usually the last thing that we look at. I wanna make sure it is actually selling. I wanna make sure people are actually buying this for 30 because you can list something for 30 all day. doesn't mean right. people are buying it. It's, it's like the people who are trying to sell those like Ritz crackers in the shape of Jesus on eBay <laughs> for like a million dollars. Yeah, it exists. Like there's a listing for it, but no one's buying it. Check the sold listings. It's never sold for a million dollars. Same with this. Like if someone hasn't actually purchased it for $30, that's not a good item. So make sure it's selling first and then look at the profit. Right. What about if it's being sold by Amazon? Is that usually an indicator that? Yeah. Some people, there's different people with differing points of views on this. For us, for what we sell, I have never not purchased something because Amazon was on the listing. I would say usually Amazon is like their price is basically what I'm paying for it at Walmart. And so I may pass on it. I'm like, if I buy this for 10 and I see Amazon is selling it for 10, I'm not avoiding it because Amazon is selling it. I'm avoiding it because it's $10 on Amazon. And obviously I'm not going to make a profit on it. Right. So I don't personally avoid it, but I do know lots of other sellers who do. So that's sort of like a, there's differing points of views and good arguments for, for all sides. Okay. So who then should not try Amazon FBA? I think the people who need money right now, I mean, we've had, like, we do coaching and things like that. And there's a lot of people who are like, oh, I need money. Like, I just lost my job and I have to start bringing in an income, like, next week or next month. This is not a good option for that because it, it takes money to make money in this because right. it's an inventory business. You have to buy inventory to do something. And so if you're, like, bottom of the barrel, you're just scraping by, you don't know what you're going to do. This isn't the right thing to do immediately. Could you do it on the side? Could you have an individual account? Could you sell a few things and try to build something long-term? Yeah, but you should get a day job while you do it. Like you should drive for Uber. You should do Instacart. You should do something else that will pay you like today or next week while you sort of build this business. It's not a, it's not a short-term thing. Um, you're not gonna get rich quick. Um, you can get rich, but it will take you a very long time to do so. So yeah, I think the people who are looking something like right now, it's not a good fit. Um, I think if you have the time and you have the patience and you're able to roll your profits back in, like again, we didn't pay ourselves for the entire first year. I'm working 30 hours a week, making $0 an hour for an entire year. That's crazy. And so when the people are, are seeing like this internet story, like, wow, that's crazy. No one can actually do that. You can, you just, I just didn't pay myself like 30 hours a week at $0 an hour. If you're willing to do that, it's like, you will be successful. It's, you can't lose. Um, but if you need money now, then yeah, this, this might not be the best fit for you. 
Yeah. And I, I always appreciate that sort of perspective on things because when we have people on like yourself who are obviously doing really well in some area and they, they have all these great tips and, and it sounds like, Oh my gosh, I (laughs) want to make sure our teachers Uh are protected and they're not jumping into something that isn't necessarily for them. So I I always appreciate that perspective of if this is your situation, then this is probably not the Mm -hmm. thing for you. The thing that's great with Amazon too is like, it is very easy to sort of test the waters to see if this is something that you're okay with. Like it's relatively simple to set up the free account. It's relatively simple. Like again, I just used our date money for two months. So it's like get a, a lump sum of money that you're like, you know, if I lose this, it's okay because I'm enjoying something. Like think of it like you're spending a hundred dollars on going to the movies or something. Like think of it like you're spending a hundred dollars on your enjoyment or whatever your budget is. And then if you lose it, it's not a big deal. But if you start gaining money, then then awesome. And so like having a, a sum of money that that you're okay with, putting it back in, all of that, I think it, that's that's really the the important part here. Um, and it's very easy to test because you're, you're buying one of a bunch of different things instead of a thousand of one thing. Right. And, you know, I, I like the fact that you can start with a relatively small amount of money. You mm-hmm. know, a hundred bucks is not nothing, but it's also not... Mm-hmm. $10,000 worth of stuff from Alibaba Exactly. that yep. <laughs> you'd have to do if you are trying to private label something. So, uh-huh. you know, there's, there is some perspective involved there. Yes. But, um, and if you are not in a hurry, you can always, you know, put five bucks a week aside until you have a hundred bucks mm-hmm. and then you can get started. So yeah, we actually like we've, we've had people that, that we've worked with and, and sort of coached through this and they're like, they're running out of money. And what they did is they would sign up for like Uber or Instacart and they would, for example, they drive for Uber, they'd get a ride, they'd make $10 from the ride and then they'd stop in the store and spend that $10 on inventory. And then they just did that for like, they do that a couple times a day. Um, and that's how they built their business. Like they had a, a side hustle that they could feed into their business hustle. And then their business became something that actually paid them. I love um, that. And it's funny because you were saying, you know, you can drive for Uber or something. And uh-huh. I'm like, yeah. And in between rides, just <laughs> go exactly. into Walmart. <laughs> yep. Or there's even like, there's, there's ways to get free inventory. Like if you, if you are on like that tight budget, you can get creative. So we would make like Facebook ads or Craigslist ads when we were first starting free book Holloway. And it was basically like, do you have a relative who just passed away or something like that? Or are you moving? And you just have a whole basement full of books. And you don't know what to do with them. You don't want to dig through them. You don't have the time to take them to the dump or whatever. I will come to your house for free. I will take all of your books away from you. I will take care of that problem. And like, you'd get calls off the hook about that. Like people <laughs> calling all the time. Yes, please come take all my books. Now, 99% of them are complete duds. They're terrible. But 1% is sellable and profitable and I got it completely for free. So if I'm able to put in that little bit of extra elbow grease, Mm -hmm. (laughs) then I could get stuff for free. Interesting. That's another thing I never even thought of. I'm I'm Mm -hmm. thinking my grandparents just sold their house and they hired some guy to come in to take all the stuff that didn't sell in the estate sale. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Yep. And they hired, like they were paying someone. If you offer to do that for free, like, yeah, I'll take away all your junk. Whatever is bad, you just take to the dump yourself. But if it's sellable, for example, like books, most of that stuff you can't sell. Like uh, used stuff isn't really good for Amazon, but used books, completely fine. But yeah, used books, you can get, you can get a lot of those for very cheap or free. Yeah. So you really just sort of have to think outside the box of how to get stuff cheap. Mm -hmm. And even like look around. Look around your yeah. own house too. Like if you're a teacher, you probably have a lot of old teacher books that you're not using anymore. 
a lot of old like resource books and education books. Like we sold a couple of them <laughs> um, about like the different teaching methods, like the the live love. No, I don't. My wife was into that. I don't remember it. <laughs> it's been too long. <laughs> yeah. So that's you know you just sort of have to think outside the box. You know, my sister is a big. My sister in law is a big tag sailor, and mm-hmm. she resells on eBay what she finds because eBay is a little bit more forgiving of used items, but the same sort of thing is true. You find tens of things at tag sales that still have price tags on them. Yeah. Now with, with Amazon, something uh, like a differentiator between Amazon and eBay, there's a lot of things that you're simply not allowed to sell used on Amazon. Mm -hmm. And then also it's a much more professional environment. So what I mean by that is eBay basically will never like what you can sell whatever you want on eBay. No questions asked. They, they don't ask, don't tell. Amazon, however, if a customer says like, hey, you just sent me a fake pair of Logitech speakers, or you just sent me a fake pair of of Nike, or you just sent me a fake made in form bra, Amazon is going to ask you to prove that it's authentic. Um, And so some of those like garage sales and yards at thrift shop, things like that, it works for books, but outside of books, Amazon may at some point ask you to prove that it's authentic, and you wouldn't be able to do that. And then you'd you'd kind of be up a creek. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So we want to have a paddle for our creek. Okay. Yes. (laughs) Have your receipts or invoices or whatever it is. Have your documentation ready in case you get in trouble. Okay. So I know you work with people on this, this whole, you know, Amazon FBA thing. How can people find you and learn from you? Two best ways. Um, We've got a huge Facebook group. It's facebook.com slash groups slash hustle buddies. Um, It's just a positive, uplifting environment for people to learn how to sell on Amazon or grow their Amazon businesses. Um, So that's the first place. It's an awesome community. And then the second place is we've got a big YouTube channel, youtube.com slash C slash hustle buddies official. Someone stole hustle buddies from us, but (laughs) so hustle buddies official (laughs) on YouTube um, is our YouTube channel. And we post lots of like behind the scenes videos or like come shop with me videos, or let me show you how to pack something yeah, we, we've got a ton of free content like that on our YouTube channel and on our Facebook group. Awesome. And I know you have like a Kohl's discount calculator that people can use too. Yeah, I'll send you a link to that and you can post that in like the description or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, so like when I said I stack all these Kohl's coupons and everything like that and I'm paying like $8, I'm not lying about like, I'll show you how to do it. Um, we have a little <laughs> calculator. It's not perfectly accurate because it doesn't can't know. So for example, if a sale is like 10 off of 40, I will put that into the calculator as 20% because I'm assuming you're utilizing it fairly, like as close to that $40 mark as you can. So um, it's not exactly like to the cent perfect, but it's very accurate and it will help break down like all the different discounts and things that you could possibly be taking. Excellent. Yeah. Cause I know I get Kohl's coupons in the mail all the time. Like they, uh-huh. they are master at mail marketing. So they're, they're they are they're also really stuff. slimy. They, they are super slimy about it. So I don't know if you <laughs> have ever thought this yourself, or maybe some of your listeners have thought this, but you get this coupon and it's like, what did you get? 20, 30 or 35% off? Like, what did you win? That is complete bullcrap every time. That's so slimy because everyone always has access to the highest level. Just right. go online. Like last week, I think it was like harvest 30 was the code to get 30% as opposed to August 20. Like, oh, bummer. I just got August 20. No, just go to your like Kohl's app, type in August 30. And now you have the 30% off coupon. Right. Um, So yeah, they're they're a little bit slimy with their marketing, but 
yeah, they, they do send a lot of mail. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it must work because they're one of the yeah. only retailers not going out of business right now. So mm-hmm. they've actually even partnered with Amazon. So you can take your Amazon returns yeah. straight to Kohl's. I think that was a huge move for genius. them. Yeah. That was genius. Yeah. Cause foot yep. traffic is everything. Just getting people mm-hmm. in the door is everything. Well, I appreciate you being here so much. These tips I think are going to be so helpful and we will drop all of your links into the show notes so people can find you and they can, you know, stalk you on YouTube and, and all sorts of things and find your courses and whatnot. So thank you so much for sharing with us. Sounds good. Not a problem, Stacey. It was fun to be on here. All right. Take care. You too. We'll see ya. Now, after Nate and I hit stop on the recording, we were talking and both of us agreed that we really wanted a way to help teachers who were interested in getting into this market of retail arbitrage get started even faster. So Nate has very generously offered 10% off to all members of the Side Hustle Teachers community on his most popular course, and that is the Coles Flipping course. That's the one that started it all for him, how he got started. So if you go to sidehustleteachers.com forward slash Nate, that's N-A-T-E, and then you use the code side hustle teacher 10. And I'll drop all this stuff in the show notes for you just so you can be sure. But again, it's sidehustleteachers.com forward slash Nate and use the code side hustle teacher 10. You'll get 10% off Nate's most popular course on flipping items from Kohl's. So I wanted to take another second and thank Nate for his generosity to the Side Hustle Teachers community. And I will see you all next week. Take care.